Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. Habs Unfiltered is featured on The Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio. This podcast brings you honest and in-depth hockey discussion and entertainment. Our hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Pudvay, are proud to be one of your trusted sources for Habs and hockey news. If you are talking about it, so are we. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 174. I'm your host, Blaine Putvang. I'm joined now by my co-host, Matt Smith. Evening. Uh, Treg Wilson cannot be with us tonight as he is working uh, a court-martial case for the uh, Canadian Armed Forces. And no, it is not his, before anyone asks. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm just very surprised. surprised as well, yeah. Um, for anyone watching on YouTube... The jersey that uh, I had purchased for the playoffs sat, that sat in the Bell Centers behind me. It's a Jonathan Drouin jersey. I did so to support Drouin, who is probably not going to be a Montreal Canadian very long. So, either way, it's a cool little feature. It's going to hang out in my den. I'm happy with it. Uh, so, today's episode is the pre-expansion draft episode matt and i are going to go into some pretty deep dark places some of our thoughts may be a little darker than than people are used to but uh you know bear with us it's a it's a trying time you know when when you lose someone you care about as you will in an expansion draft so you want to just dive into this yeah Jump All right. In. Okay. So let's see. I'm going to mention who's been. So here is who is available Paul Byron, Phil Deneau, Dauphin, Drouet, Frolique, Houdon. <laughs> yeah, Houdon. Um, Corey Perry, Pizzetta, Stahl, Tatar. Batic, Blendizi, Vedemo, and Wheel up front. Uh, on defense, uh, Kale Fleury, Gustafson, Brett Kulak, John Merrill, Olofsson, Xavier Wallet, and Shea Weber. That was a big one. We did that on our last episode. We won't go into too much detail on him. Uh, and for available goaltenders, Lindgren, McNibbin, and the shock of all shocks, Carey Price. So... Before I give my two cents on how that came about, what would you do? You have anything you want to say? I think I was just as shocked as everybody else. Like I know there were some people that were joking about it. That uh, you know he's from BC, he could be closer to home, he could be closer to family, etc. I don't think anybody saw it coming. And then when we found out the the, the news about Weber, like. That was, like we were already pr- feeling pretty shitty about that. That was kind of kicking a guy while he was down because we were all still uh, kind of reeling over the playoff run and how it ended. And 
then you find out your captain's likely going to miss the year or possibly going to miss the year and possibly going into retirement. So that was a big loss and that was a, you know, a hard pill to swallow. And now arguably the face of your franchise is possibly going to walk for nothing. And it's, 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 it's honestly, it's left, it's left fans kind of divided right now because you've got the ones that, absolutely love Carey Price then you got the ones that hate his contract and those are the ones that are really coming out and talking right now saying oh would it be really bad to lose Carey Price it would be <laughs> it would definitely be bad to lose Carey Price yeah um I've been pretty I've been on the record about this all year long when it came to the uh, the expansion draft you don't ask your star players to waive their no move clauses no. Nope. And that is not what happened here. That's right. Bergevin went out of his way to not talk to him about it. As a matter of fact, what happened was Carey Price did it on his own accord. He put in for the uh, to lift his no-move clause, sent that into the PA just after the deadline. So the deadline was so that GMs couldn't ask players to waive and, you know, right up into the last minute. So uh, it, it takes away that pressure tactic. And in this case, Price did it of his own volition. And for all and for everything that's been reported, it's he did this so that they can protect Allen because he knew that he was going to be going to see a specialist about his knee. And uh, hip, possibly hip as well. And hip, yeah. 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 So he's, he's going, uh, we're recording, it's Tuesday, it's, uh, it's Tuesday the 20th. So he would have gone today. And no, tomorrow. Or tomorrow, New York. Okay. Yeah. That's right. So he's not. Seattle's not going to know the extent of the injury, what kind of surgery, or if it's just a quick procedure or in depth. So they won't know. So that this seems to be something that Price did as a calculated risk. And for me, it's one of these. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that risk they, that they don't pick me and I get to stay in Montreal. Or if they do, the heck with it. I get to go back to Seattle where my wife. is. The, the area my wife is from and not far from where I grew up. So, yeah. So as, as, said, as, I, as I said, it'd be a massive, massive loss for the Canadians. And it's not like they have someone in their system right now that is ready to jump in. No Primo is at least a year, a, a full year yeah. in the AHL before he's even ready to step into the NHL yeah. and not as a starter either. No, no, not yet. And I wouldn't no. want, I wouldn't want to see that happen to him. He had a, he and, had a, he had a, he, he had a, at least one rough game in the NHL, and I think we all remember that. Um, it's not really something that we want to see him thrown into. Is no. he he might feel that he's ready, but you know, as an outsider looking in and watching a hell of a lot of hockey, just like you are, I don't think he's ready yet. And as and, and as you kind of alluded to, he's he's at least one year out, um, and and I and I think that he can succeed. And they they brought in a. Uh, a veteran goalie to help him in, in Laval as well. So they did. They did. Um, now that was Kevin, Kevin Poulet. Yeah. yeah. So for, uh, for back onto price, um, the Canadians are going back into the Atlantic division with all those, you know, you got Tampa Bay and Boston, yeah. Yeah. Florida's looking good. So the Canadians going into next season, we're, we're kind of, hoping to have Weber and Price back. So all this chatter about this being some kind of a shell game or uh, Bergevin is trying to play 3D chess, that's horseshit. There is yeah. no way that he is go- walked into this offseason getting into this en- the, uh, the expansion draft thinking, I'm not going to protect Price and Weber. Yeah. After both of those players played as hard as what they did during the playoffs and like we saw it as fans um, – we didn't see this coming either. We were, we were expecting for the most part, this team to be back together the way we saw it during the playoffs minus a few players, but we were looking really that, you know, player X and player, you know, Y and player Z were all going to come back. And it's looking like this could be a very different roster going into next season. Um, And does that change the way, their systems roll out does this yep. you know does this change like their coaching tactics etc cetera, etc cetera? it's got um, to 
it's it's we we don't know and that's the thing like we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow we can we can always spe- we can speculate all we want we don't know who's going to walk during free agency we don't know who they're going to be bringing in during free agency there's so much trade talk etc so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of what ifs yeah. that are going to be coming up but for now we're going to look at the what if that is the expansion draft and yeah. For, for me, going back to Price, if, if, if player wanted to stay, absolutely wanted to stay, and he absolutely didn't want to leave, and he desired to complete his career, he would not have waived. He, I, I know that Price did it with a calculated risk in mind, yeah. but there's that outside chance. Absolutely that he there is. Because they could just take him and put him on the LTR. Absolutely. And, and maybe it's a six-week thing. Maybe he gets a, like a a knee scope he's out for six weeks during the regular the off season then he's fine for training camp we don't know yet that's right um and there's a lot of people out there that are saying though they won't take them they won't take them they won't take them they you know they're a new franchise they won't take them etc if you have the chance and and of course i'm not i'm not i'm not saying go out and take them i would i do not want to lose carry price i've said this many times um but if you look at a brand new franchise close to BC, where he grew up, where he played junior hockey, played yeah, he played Tri Tri City, yeah. Um, you look at a player that is the face of a franchise right now, arguably one of the best, if not the best, goaltender in the league. Multiple gold medal winners. Multiple gold medal winners. Like you can just the accolades the can continue, yeah. right? You have a chance to bring in a star player like that. It's very, very hard pressed to do so, and it doesn't matter how much the cap it is. Yeah, especially when the ownership group, the main, uh, the main financial backer of that ownership group, Jerry yeah. Bruckheimer, yeah. is a Habs fan. You also show there's six hundred and fifty million dollars for this fucking team. Yes. So it's not like they're hurting for money, and no. they're not no. going to be. They're not. You know. This isn't a Eugene Melnick situation or anything so like that. So business-wise, business-wise, we're alluding to it right now, yeah. but business-wise, um, this makes good sense, financial Of sense course it does. Of course it does. In. It's going to put people in the stands. It's going to sell a hell of a lot of merchandise. They'll right? make back the $44 million they pay him in salary. I mean, this year, they, he's got an $11 million bonus with a $2 million base salary. Yeah, that is doing, chump yeah. change compared yeah. to a, a franchise that paid, like you said, $650 million and just yeah. dropped $1 billion to develop the rink and the surrounding area. That's right. So it's not like they're short on cash. That's right. So all those people that are talking money's an issue. Money's not an issue. This is, this is Jerry Bruckheimer, not Dundon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. any TV show you've ever watched in the last 20 years, this guy's had his fingers in the pot. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And uh, I might add, he is a massive Habs fan. Massive. He loves Carey Price. So it is no surprise that uh, word came out through Elliot Friedman that ownership in Seattle told uh, Francis that they're fine with him picking him. And it's hard to, it's hard to imagine them not contemplating it. I, I know that there's some kind of, they're playing a game a little bit. I think a, a game of chicken, trying to get an extra asset out of Bergevin so that he doesn't get picked. But uh, in my in my opinion, based on what Bergevin's done in the past, I don't think he's going to bite. He's going to call their bluff and say, "Well, pick him or don't pick him, but I'm not giving you a red uh, an extra thing whatsoever." Yeah. And you know, it's it's nice that they were able to keep one of their goalies, and there was there was different speculation that. Uh, they were looking to move Jake Allen right up until the, the, the protection list went in. If he could have been moved, then, you know, this could have been a completely different story, but if you, you lose a goalie like Carey Price, like Jake Allen has been a starter before. I don't believe he could be a starter for the reg, for the whole season for the whole 82 game season. Um, they'd have to look elsewhere and, you know, you might have to look at the, um, ex- the exposed lists on a few other teams and maybe try to get a bargain or jump into a free agency and bring somebody in. But all I said, obviously all speculation at this point, we're not going to know until tomorrow until then I'll, uh, 
I'll bite what uh, fingernails I got left and, uh, and go from there. <laughs> well, uh, to, to stay on price for now, um, it, the Canadians have Allen yeah. and Price. And the, yeah. the idea is to ride them as a tandem in the regular season to yeah. keep Price. And they did, you know, and they did a very go good players. job with that. And they did a very good yeah. job with that this season. So I thought, I thought that Allen was one of the best backups that Price has had in in his career really sure but keeping on that that idea of the tandem in the regular season so price is ready in the playoffs that's in a that's in a very strong division next year that yes, was their plan absolutely. in a strong division now absolutely. you've got you've got the pacific division which is supposedly the weak sister of the four divisions what's to say they're not looking at it saying you know what we have a chance where we can easily make the playoffs with this tandem and then do a deep run yeah. in their first year, pull a Vegas, so to speak. Yeah. That can't be, that can't be ignored. That kind of financial windfall, that kind of publicity, um, not to mention a a playoff run with a new team in a new in a new market. That's big. They, they, they need that kind of excitement generated to build a fan base. Absolutely. So these are all reasons why they would pick them. Um, I can think of a few as to why not age. Yeah. Physical wear and tear the contract itself for team. I say, I say they could skate. I, it, it seriously could, it seriously yeah. could scare the team away. And I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Because there's a couple of decent young goaltenders that are available that I, I'm sure they're going to pick. Yeah, like so they've already come out and they've said that they're likely Seattle hasn't come out and said it, but like most media has come out and said Chris Dreger is likely going to be going as one of the picked players. Okay. Yeah, and I think the rumored they're deal looking at three like, and a half million bucks somewhere for like three that. years or something. Yeah. yeah, so he'll provide solid backup, right? You also look at some of the goalies that were exposed. I don't think Jonathan Quick would be picked. Still a very good goalie, but I don't think he'd be picked up. You look at Ben Bishop. He's only got a year or two left on his deal. When he's healthy, extraordinary goalie. Um, uh, Holtby, he's got a year left on his deal at five mil. He's already in Vancouver right now. Very, you know, veteran savvy goalie. Could look for a change of scenery. And um, the one I'm looking at, though, is what I think the, the player that I'm thinking that they're going to look at is um, that Vitek Vanacek from uh, Washington. Another yeah. another young another young goalie. I mean, they could pick him and send him down to the minors because he's still they could. eligible. They could, yeah. Um, there's there's it, so many so many names. Yeah. But if you're looking at playing a tandem, where you have a veteran, a solid veteran with with this kid from Florida, kind of going back and forth. You just name three guys that they could easily do the same thing with. And based on the fact that their contracts are shorter and there's less money, they're more likely to be those kinds of picks. But again, you got, you just look over to the other side, it's Carey Price who's going to be in the That's hall right. of fame. So yeah. Yeah. there, there's that, uh, there is that debate internally. I, I have no doubt, but at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to pick him. I, I hope they don't pick him. I hope. I said there's always the outside chance, and I said it just makes you, just makes the heart beat a little bit faster. But you never know; they might go out, they might go out and try to make a deal with another team. They might look at a, they might look at a like there's there's some good UFA goalies out there, right? So they might they might look at at, at that at that avenue. They um, you know Arizona has talked about moving. Their starter, yeah, Ranta. Um, right, so it's yeah, yeah. No, but that that's that's kind of why pointing it pointing me in the direction that they're not going to pick them. I think this whole um, hey, we're thinking about it. Hey, well, we might do it after all. Uh, is just trying to bait Bergevin into giving them more assets, yeah, so that the, he doesn't. And, and like I said, I don't think he's going to do it. I really don't. Um, but, um, if he does, if Seattle does pick 
price. It's going to hurt the Canadians in the short term, but that cap space cannot be ignored. To get, especially with, if they possibly, yeah. especially if they're losing Weber as well. Yeah, they're looking at a, almost thirty million dollars in cap space in a flat cap era with a team that made the Cup final. Yeah, but losing but. two, lo- possibly losing two very, very important pieces of that cap run or That's Cup right. run. That's right. The main leadership aspect in yeah. Weber. Yeah. And your star goaltender in yeah. price. face of your franchise. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So. That would be a clear-cut step back, but with that with that um, cap space, it opens up a ton of avenues. So, yeah, yeah, there's there's a downside, but there's also an upside. If you're there going is. to look for a silver lining, that's really the only one. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So we know that they went to seven three one because of uh, Price's decision yeah. and Weber yeah. being hurt. Do you think an eight one would have worked better? Uh, was there a fourth defenseman that was worth protecting to create that? I, I'm a I, I've been a huge fan of Cal Flurry forever. But is it worth exposing three more forwards? No, no. I I say no. No, I, yeah, I'm a huge I, I'm a huge Cal Flurry fan. And I, and I I liked him when he was in junior. Um, yeah. Would I have, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. No, I think seven, three, one is the way to go. Yeah. And, and for them to protect a UFA was a little bit uh, of a surprise as well. Yes. And, and it's not the one that I would have thought. I would have thought that if they were going to protect a UFA, it would have been Deno, but instead it was Armia. Yeah. They must have tells- known. Well, they must have known. They must have known that he was on his way out, and, and, and all media right now is saying that he's on his way out. Um, there's even, I, it's I know it's been debunked now, but I know uh, social has media it was, though. Well, we don't know for sure until okay. Far. Major, major outlets haven't said anything about him going no. to Seattle. Um, that would be my pick for Seattle if uh, if they if. Right now, they have the opportunity to go out and get possibly Jonathan Drouin from them. That would slot right into their top six, top nine, wherever. If he needs, if he wants that change of scenery, they can go out, pluck him out, go play him with Max Domi, um, who's likely going to be taken from Columbus. Um, or you get arguably a top five, I'd say, top five shutdown center in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I made the tweet this morning and people seem to have missed the point of my tweet saying that if this rumor about him signing with Seattle is true, they only focused on, well, it's not happening. It's been debunked. No, but if he does sign with them, that's we don't know pick. for sure if he does. Yeah, or that's, not. Their, that's their pick. That's their pick. Yeah. So this would be the pick for them. And looking at the center depth, they don't have any clear cut one or two centers available. No. But if you go in, uh, you say you sign Deno, then you pick Kerfoot and a Yanni Gord. Then you're looking at three really good centermen who can play a two-way game. Yep. And then you can add guys. Uh, you know, there, there's some goal scorers that are available, like Tarasenko and Van Riemsdyk. And, you know, there's, there's a handful of guys that they yep. could add to that that would make yep. a really good top nine. Yeah. The, the, the players are there. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are play or you know play, using all the different all the different tools that are out there. Yeah. There's some very good ones out there. And a lot of them they're picking all these top end players and UFAs and RFAs and everything and just remember everyone like this team still needs to be cap compliant. You don't want to end <laughs> yeah. up being like the Leafs and putting all your all your uh, eggs in four players, right? So especially when Ron Francis has come out and publicly said that cap space is a commodity that he wants to have yeah. at the end of this. Yeah. So because you, you got to think it's going to be something very similar to Vegas and you got to think Vegas is going to the air Vegas. Um, well, with what Vegas did, they ended up coming out with a lot of different assets, prospects, draft picks, etc. Seattle's got the number two overall pick. 
And most speculation is saying that Owen Power is going to go number one to Buffalo, even though the last thing that I think Buffalo needs is another defenseman that they can just kill. Well, it's not Um, like they have a lot of scouts either. They only got two scouts, so they'll probably just go with Owen Power. That's probably what they're going to do. However, you're looking, (laughs) um, you know, Seattle is likely going to walk or walk away with a guy like Beneers. Who is his teammate in Michigan? Yeah. Or you never know. Maybe Veneers goes number one. It could happen. And pow, you know, all of a sudden you get Owen Power at number one in your first draft in Seattle. It's a it's a no it's a no lose situation for Seattle. No, at no two. they're 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 poised to do well in the first yeah. round. Yeah. And there, it doesn't seem to be that uh it doesn't look like anyone's really paying that premium price that uh, that's been rumored to be out there a first and a third or a high end prospect so that they would overlook certain players on your roster. Um, Tomorrow I'm going to really look at this and I'm going to look at this really like fine tune and look at some of these guys that get picked and then think to myself, okay, they picked that guy, but, this player was available and how many of these deals are going to have a plus plus, are we going to see a deal that something like what Florida did where they gave, where Marsha show and Riley Smith went over no, or no. something like what Anaheim did when they give up Shea Theodore, right? I don't so, see you it. know, you know, like, I don't know. Like there, I think there's going to be at least one, maybe two that you're going to kind of shake your head and be like, they give up him for him, but we'll see. Yeah. But I mean, after the Vegas draft, most GMs, well, they, they learn, remorse, so. well they, and they also they learn from something but at the yeah. same time seattle's gonna learn from that too oh no there's no doubt that there's probably gonna be one or two that do it but yeah. i don't see the the laundry list like vegas no vegas there shouldn't got, be there shouldn't be vegas got a lot of assets out of the and, out of and, just and, doing and there's that. and there's a lot of people right now that are saying with the team that vegas has the assets that they have the draft picks that they have the fact that they've been a- been able to turn these assets into um you know into success you know the the state tax etc cetera, etc cetera, being able to you know, succeed the way that they have should this team have been exempt from the draft uh, my opinion no i don't think they should have been either but it, it's a rule that was put in place early and they didn't change it, and they weren't going to change it. So. No. Speaking of rules, the uh, the talk of paying Seattle to take Carey Price, yep. eat some of the cap, and send him back to Montreal, there is absolutely nothing in the rule book that says that that cannot happen. However, according to Pierre, uh, Pierre Lebrun, the NHL has emphatically stated that that will not happen as they see it as cap circumvention. Should Montreal have offered to make it a marketing tool where they made hats that said 18 million, sorry, not 18 million over the cap. That's silly. That's already in use. Um, A cap circumvention, you know, like uh, make t-shirts and ball caps. This is what I don't get. Price 50% off. So this is what I don't get. Why can't the Canadians do that? Yet Arizona can take on Andrew Ladd's five plus million dollar contract and draft picks for nothing. They well, didn't even give a seventh round pick. That was literally for nothing. Yes. So in that, the asset in return is cap space. So that's the trade. And it's not like the Islanders are trading him there, having them eat the cap space and sending him back. So they're not getting the player back. That's the only difference. That's when you throw in a set. But <laughs> there is nothing in the rule book that states that they cannot do this. They, they need they need a third party. That's what they need. They need a Arizona. <laughs> but Carey Price is not going to lift his no move clause a second time. He's going to do it once, go there, and that's it. He's not going to yeah. lift it a second time to go. But you lift team. it to go to the other team, and then they eat part of that cap too. And then that three three team trade, eat cap, eat cap, and then Montreal's paying like five hundred grand for Price for the rest of his career. They oh yes, <laughs> trade him to seven different teams, there you go. back to Montreal there you for go. free. There you go. Yeah. Just everyone eats some cap and everyone gets a seventh round pick. 
you might have to wait till like 2028 to get your seventh round pick but seventh round picks can be gold but i mean that would make perfect t-shirts free price the price is free yeah you know the hats and t-shirts all around yeah, I can just have a thing. So I traded a seventh for Curry Price, right? So <laughs> now, um, with the protected list, like we mentioned, Armia yeah. um, being a UFA and being protected, that that kind of smells like the Canadians are close to a deal with him. Sounds about right. They're 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 looking at him possibly as a top candidate. They they want to bring back. Yeah. Nobody else, on, nobody else on that list other than, like, Armia was a little bit of a surprise based yeah. on the fact that he was UFA. There was, didn't seem to be any conversation really going on. He kind of made that comment at the end of the season about going back to Finland and going back home and all that kind of stuff and not really worrying about a contract and everything. So, other than Carey Price, um, he was the surprise. Other than that, nobody else was a surprise. I didn't think they were going to um, protect Byron. I didn't think they were going to protect Drouin. And it seemed like uh, Deneau was out the door. So, Yeah, uh, I thought they might have protected Drouin just because you know he's a top six player that they feel like they can get an asset for. What that tells me is that they know, they know what's going on. Right. Yeah. And they've probably talked to him and they yeah. said, Hey, what do you want? Yeah. And this gives them an outlet. Yeah. So, and this, and this thing is, this is all speculation, but we don't right. know what's going on with this guy. Right. No, we we would love, we would love to know. We'd love to see him back with the team. We'd love to see him back succeeding. Yeah. But we don't know. And we've talked about this since he took that leave of absence. When's he going to be back? Is he going to be the player that he was when he left? Is he going to be better? Who knows? Right. I th- But I think we've all kind of, even if he doesn't get picked from Seattle, I have a feeling in my gut that he's played his last game with the Canadians. I agree. I agree. I feel like he's, if he's not Seattle's pick, he is going to be traded and it's going to be one of those, you take my so-called problem, and I'll take your so-called problem. Let's say it this way. They take Drouin. They take Drouin not to take Price. Maybe that's what he did. Maybe that's what he says. Who knows? Yeah. yeah maybe Drouin, maybe Drouin yeah. and a pick. Who fucking knows? Maybe not a high pick, but you know who what knows? I mean? They, they've got yeah. 11 picks. they got 11 picks in the draft. I know who knows. Ron Francis yeah. and Mark Bergevin. Yeah. Um, all right. So on Deno. Deno is testing. We knew yeah. that he was going to be testing. He's, he's yeah. out there. Uh, we, we alluded to the rumor that he signed with the Kraken. I don't know. I don't think it's, it's possible, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's happened because they can, they can pick a different player or wait until after the free agency and sign him anyway. That's right. Um, so according to Le Journal de Montréal, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Bernier of that, uh, that paper said, that he Deno wants six years at five and a half. Well, apparently they offered him six by five. But and he, if you start looking at five five, you start looking at five five. That's more money than a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins makes. That's a guy more than what um, Gabriel Pajot plays. Those are two two guys that right around that same cap. You start getting any higher than that, you're getting into territory that the player that you're uh, matching salary with is putting up many more points than you are. And I know it's not all about points, but some of these guys, they play a very similar game than to know, maybe not as defensively reliable, but at the end of the day, defense can only go so much. You still need to put the puck in the net. Yeah, scoring is at a premium in this league, and yeah. score to get scores you need money. And right. if you're putting all your money into a defensive specialist, yeah. you have no money for scoring. And for a guy who's best slotted as uh, a lower end to a second line center, or at best a third line center, yeah. um, you know you don't want to be putting that kind of money into him, especially when you have Suzuki who's going to be needing a contract after next year. 
and Kotkaniemi needs a new, a new contract. Uh, and then you look down the line. Ryan Paling's coming up soon. Uh, Jake Evans looks like he could fill in some of that defensive role at a much lower cost. And if you choose not to go with him, you can always sign a free agent for a couple of years. Cause I mean, six years at five and a half, that's a long-term commitment. If you're offering him 4 million, sure. I'll go for the six years. For instance, like uh, Joel Erickson, 24 years old. Yeah. Minnesota. Another guy, more of a defensive center. Uh, 6'1", 210 pounds. He just signed an eight-year deal, 5.25 a year. Okay. And he's got an offensive upside to him. That's and he put, up 30 points last, he put up 30 points last year in a uh, 56-game with 19 goals. Right? Deneau did not put up that many. I don't have his off the top of my head, but I think, I think he Deneau's put up 20, 24. 20 some 24 points, points. 24 points. And I think his career high in goals is 15. Yeah. So to know, so 6 1, 201, he's 28. If he's looking for a six year deal or more, he's bringing him into, he's going to be, he'll be 29 in February. So you're looking at, you know, he'll be 34 when he's done this deal, 35. Um, yeah, he put up 24 points this year in 53 games with five goals and as important as he was in the playoffs still need to put out points in the playoffs. He put up four points in 22 games with, with a goal. Yeah. So there is a, there is a, there's a value to being a shutdown center. There's a value yeah. to defensive play. There's a value to being from the area. Yeah. There, there's yeah. a value to all of that, but they can't play pay the Quebec premium. They can't just be no. like, you speak French we need French players. We're going to bring you in for X amount of dollars more than what you're worth. And I'm a, yeah. I'm a Deneau fan. I like his defensive style, but you can't pay him um, top, top six money or even like, you know, you can't pay him as a top center. You can't. If someone wants to give him the six by five and a half, then go for it. By Enjoy. all means. By all that means. Is- Hockey's a business. You're trying to yeah. support your family. That's right. They give you that, take it. But yeah. the Canadians can't afford to pay that because, like I said, they've got some some names that they got to pay. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at Suzuki. Suzuki can take on more of a two-way role. Uh, Evans can take on some some energy line shutdown role. Yeah. Uh, Paling is being groomed to be able to play a third-line center role. Kotkaniemi is, gonna be, is being groomed to be a two-way center. The um, the defensive like, load is going to be able to be spread across. Yeah, like for if if I like, I couldn't see him being paid more than a guy like Pajot. Pajot's making five. Yeah, right. He's making five million bucks, and his regular season points, for the most part, aren't as aren't as good as um, they're similar, but they're not as good as Dino's. This year, he put up a. A few more points. He put up 14 and 14 in 54, but he's a playoff guy, right? He put yeah. up 13 points in 19 games, and the year before, when the Islanders made their uh, the Islanders made their not going to say made their run, but they played a hell of a lot of games in the playoffs. Put up 22 games last year, and he put up 11 points, and it's in his first year with the team, right? So. They see you look yeah. at the comparables and you just can't, I, I just can't see them paying them more than 5 million bucks. I can't justify more than four, four and a half. Yeah. I, I think that he should have taken that deal. He, uh, but the, the thing is he, he bet on himself, which, you know, by all means, you are more than welcome to do your, 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 your UFA year. Your, you, he bet on himself and it didn't pan out, but mm-hmm. his strong play during the playoffs defensively, could potentially lead to a, a team taking a jump at him. Hopefully, yeah, Seattle. I think even Seattle would be uh, would yeah. be smart to take a try at him. Yeah. Just wait until after the expansion draft. So wait yeah. until free agency to do it. Yeah. I mean, you can right. You can say, hey, <clears throat> there's nothing saying to, during their exclusive window that they're in right now. They don't say, hey, but look, we're not gonna we're not gonna give you this offer right now. Yeah. But if you wait until the 28th, wink, wink, we'll give it to you. Yeah. Nothing stopping that. Hopefully they do the same thing with Charlie Lingram. 
future starter. <laughs> future Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, and, and if you're looking at how uh, having a more veteran presence at your at, as part of your center line, yeah. there's there's guys like Getzlaff and Halla and and Brandon Sutter. They're all there available as free agents who are all going to be cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I would I would sign Halla for a couple of years at say three and a half to four. Cause now you're, you're setting yourself up for the big push in two years because you're going to have guys that need to get paid and then you can make your decisions, you know, develop your guys like Paling and, and Evans. And when they're ready for the role, you can let him walk or trade him at the deadline or whatever and let them take over. In the meantime, they, they fill that spot at a much lower rate. They can do about the same work at a much less cost. <sighs> it's sad to see him go, but I think he's gone. Which, who's that? Janelle? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Now, there's a rumor that came out today, again, Pierre Lebrun, busy, busy beaver, that one, yeah. um, saying that the Canadians are linked heavily to Ristolainen out of Bo- uh, Buffalo. I could see that being a potential. He's one year, one year out of uh, free agency. I think he's making five and a half mil. Um, yeah. Big, yeah. big boy likes to hit. Six four two fifteen, right-handed yeah. defenseman. Yeah. Big shot. Yeah. He's Physical. his defensive game needs work. So you're gonna put him with a guy like Sherratt, or maybe even put him with um, Romanov. Why not? And have two guys that just like to hit. Um, but you know what? He's he's a, as you said, he's a big body. Um, he would provide that those minutes that uh, you'd be missing out for Weber. Um, would I still miss Weber? Absolutely, I would. Yeah. Um, that leadership aspect, uh, as we alluded to earlier, it's irreplaceable. Um, yeah, but um, they're not going to be the only team that's going to reach out. I'm sure the Jets are going to reach out, and and, and they're gonna they're gonna make a. Uh, they're going to make a pitch for him. Is they're likely to? They're, in my opinion, um, they're likely going to miss a, or they're going to lose out on a guy like Tamello. I think so as well. Um, during the during the expansion draft, so they're going to need another guy that's going to come in, bring up some points, etc. Right. So, but Ristolainen is a guy who's asked for uh, who's requested a trade multiple down. times. Multiple Was it times. three seasons in a row. Yeah, and now if you bring in a guy like Owen Power. Even though Power might not jump into the lineup right away because he has spoke publicly about possibly returning to the University of Michigan for yeah. another season, um, but obviously it's going to come down to talking to the team that drafted him, talking to his agent, talking to his family, talking to whoever, and find out what's the best for his development. We saw them play during the World Championships. He did look out of place, especially as the tournament went on and Ken actually started winning some games. Um, there, But there is the off chance that it could happen. In my opinion, if they bring him in and they feel that he's ready to play, this is likely going to push a guy like Ristolainen out and they'll try to bring in some assets. Or it could just be Buffalo saying, because Buffalo's starting another rebuild. They're just, looking at getting rid of Jack seem, Eichel. Doesn't seem like they ever got another rebuild. I know. But uh, <laughs> so... Uh, Reinhardt's on the block, uh, Eichel's on the block, Ristolainen's on the block. So I, I can absolutely see all these guys leaving and being yeah. replaced by lesser call-ups or free agents. For me, it's the cost. What's it going to cost to get Buffalo to, ha- to hand Ristolainen over? Yeah. He's not the ideal fit, but he would be a decent fit for the Canadians. Yeah. So what's yeah. it going to cost? Who knows? They might... They might, they might just stick with the free agent route and bring in um, an offensive-minded guy for the power play and bring in a guy um, that can eat some minutes. I can see them taking a run at – I can see them – honestly, I can see them looking at a guy like Suter, possibly. I can see them looking at David Savard being the new French guy in town. I, I 100% believe Savard's in their tar- is going to be and their target. And offensively, I could see them looking at a veteran guy like Gandel. Um, I can see them going the free agent route for a couple of guys, namely 
Savard, like you mentioned, I think because, you know, he, he fills that francophone I think, need. I think he'd be a really good pairing with, uh, with Romanov. I agree. I agree. I think he would be an excellent fit with Romanov. Yeah. Uh, but for the other, uh, the other defenseman, I think uh, like a Larson or something. Yeah, that could be it's, it. He, he, he wouldn't yeah. be putting up the same amount of points and he would, he'd be more very much more of a defensive defensive guy. Yeah. And if, and if you, and you start in a season it, without price, that you, you want more defense. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see that versus yeah. paying what's probably going to be a massive, uh, you know, like a first and a top prospect yeah. or, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and now before we end the show, this is our, uh, our expansion draft episode. Yeah. Who is your prediction for Seattle's pick from the Canadians, you know what? It's 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 hard it's hard to say. I don't want it to be Carey Price, so I'm not going to say Carey Price. Um, <laughs> it's Carey Price. Come on. Yeah. I've I've thought about this so much, and like, there's so many situations that are kind of rolling around my head. I would like it to be Deneau so they don't lose another player. I would like it to be Drouin so that player can be opened up to another market and the Canadians eat, you know, pick up some cap space so they can go out and they can get somebody else. Um, I personally think that it's going to be Jonathan Drouin. Okay. That's what I'll go. That's what I'll go with. Um, At could this it point, be, I kind of, I hope you're right. I, you know, I hope I'm right too. And it's not just for the cap. It's for the player. I want to see Jonathan Drouin back in this league. Yeah. I don't think, as I said, I don't think he's going to come back with the Canadians. And I think this would be doing um, both teams a favor. And I'll say my outside pick is Kale Fleury. That they're going to go, that they're going to pick his brother from Anaheim and then they're going to pick him as well. And whether he starts with the, with Seattle or goes to their farm team is what it is. But um, I could see him as a good young defensive prospect that they could, uh, that they could uh, kind of sink their teeth into. Well, uh, Kale Fleury is not waiver exempt. So if he doesn't meet right. the team, he has to clear waivers. That's right. Uh, so the Canadians can pick, you know, try and pick him up again. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think, if Drew ain't were the pick, that would give him his best chance because it's a second chance for everyone that's going there. He can uh, he doesn't need to be a leader. He doesn't need to like he can he, he can, can fly become whatever the he wants. He can fly under the radar yeah, on that team. Exactly. Right. He doesn't need to be the guy. He's not the French guy. He's not the number one center or whatever the hell he was supposed to be when he came over to the Canadians organization. Right. The 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 spotlight's off of him. He can just go there and be one of the guys and, and not have to be a top six guy. He could be a top nine guy. Yeah. It's he's right? just there. He's just part of the team. That's right. Um but for me, I think I think Don't fucking say Carrie fact- Price. Don't fucking say Carrie Price. Carey I can Price. see it in your eyes. You suck. Carrie Price. Son of a bitch. I'm saying I'm saying Carrie Price. I'm not saying it's gonna be him. I'm just saying the words. Okay. Just to piss you off. Um, no, they, I mean, they've got a huge analytics department in Seattle. They put a lot of stock into the analytics. So based on that alone, and, and of course, you know, cap space, um, I'm going to say it's going to be Kulak. He's got one year left and an affordable deal. He's an analytics yeah. darling. He's easily... He, they could trade him. He's a tradable asset through the season. So if they have a hard time through the year, you know, you can flip him for a third round pick. It shouldn't be a problem. Even a second round pick. Cause you know, a lower, a lower tiered puck moving defenseman are still relatively coveted, especially yep. in playoff runs, yep. especially for rentals who don't eat up a lot of cap space yep. and a flat cap. That means a lot. Yep. So I, I think it's Kulak. Uh, I, I don't think flurry is going to be the one because like I said, he's not, he's not waiver exempt anymore. And, you know, if you're not sure if he's going to make the team or not, 
do you really want to take that chance that you're going to lose an asset that you just picked? It's very true. Unless you already had a deal in place to flip him, but I can't see that being an issue either because he's not he's not that flashy higher end name. Yeah. So I think I think it's Kulak. I know a lot of people want Byron to be the guy because he could be a leadership role in uh, in Seattle. Um, and I do think he would be a good fit there with a couple of years left on his deal. That's kind of affordable, but I, I think it's I think it's Kulak. Before we let, before we stop this, Carey Price. <laughs> three players, three players from other teams that you think are no brainers that are going to get picked. Well, Kerfoot, because the video came out already today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, they had a, vis- a video of the NHL.com team over at a fishmonger market down in uh, Seattle's Pier. And, uh, yeah. And we picked Kerfoot. So I, th- I think it'll be Kerfoot. That's, there's right. a reason why they picked up Jerry McCann in Toronto. And yeah. that's why. And he's a center. He's a good center, and they need center. Jeez. Um, other no-brainers? Uh, Van Riemsdyk for okay. scoring. Yeah. And what's the, what's that? I'm drawing a blank. Plays in Pittsburgh. Winger. They just picked him up. Used to be in Minnesota. Uh, Zucker? Zook, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think those are the three no-brainers for me. Okay. For me, I'll say um, Yanni Gord. Say Yanni Gord, um, Max Domi. Even with the injury? Even with the injury. Okay. Yanni Gord, Max Domi, and... Hedman. Hedman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carey Price. It's Carey Price. No, it's not going to be Carey Price. Um, I'm thinking maybe a guy like... I I think that uh, maybe like a Colin Blackwell out of the Rangers... Yeah. What about Brendan Lemieux? Out of the Kings, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. I, I said I don't think they're going to do as. It's hard to say. I don't know that they're going to do as well as what Vegas did. But the players are there. There is there is a premium of players that they, if they're smart, they can flip for assets. They can flip for other players. I think they're going to be a competitive team within their division next year. Being in a weaker division, I can see that. And I think they can beat these. They can honestly, they can beat the piss out of Anaheim. They can beat the piss out of San Jose. They can beat the piss out of LA. Right. Maybe depending on what Vancouver does and in, in Calgary and Edmonton, what they do with in their off season, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. I think I think the the strategy of keeping cap space is based yep. mostly on the fact that they're not going to get the the amount of deals Vegas got to overlook players. I think GMs learn yep. their lesson yep. that it's 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 less it's not beneficial to throw two or three assets at someone so that they uh, they take a different asset than you already have. You're going to lose one anyway. Yeah. So is that one asset really worth three others? Yeah. And another thing I'll say before we let, before we let everyone go um, later this week, we should be finding out the schedule for all the games for the season. Um, I am happy that I was able to go to the first Canadians game in Montreal with Vegas. The plan is to go to the first one against Seattle so anybody that wants to uh, to come say hello, have a drink at McLean's Pub, that's the game I'm going to be hoping to go to. So that's what I'll be hoping for. I'm waiting for the schedule to see how many games I'm going to go to. There because go. I, and, and with Treg possibly moving to Quebec? We got a place to crash. Yeah, we got a place to crash. And uh, yeah, we got to bring him to his first game. He's never been to a game at the Bell Center that's before. That's right. We're going to take him out to the gym for a leg day for a change. <laughs> and then we'll we'll take him to his first game yeah we'll just have to make him walk up into the fours <laughs> yes yeah go run up and down the stairs there Trey. 
Yeah. All right. So uh, I think that pretty much does it for our show. Um, we apologize for the tardiness in recording this expansion draft episode. This was supposed to happen a couple days ago, but unfortunately schedules didn't allow it. Everybody's yeah. working or I was up at the cottage where the Wi-Fi is absolute trash, which is exactly why the cottage is where it is. Yeah. I don't want people calling me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening and uh, hopefully whoever gets picked is who you wanted to get picked and not vice versa. So we will uh, be discussing it in length oh, in yeah. our next show. Which will be recording on Thursday. Yeah. So, which will likely also be a draft preview show. An entry draft this time. There we go. Yeah. The Logan Mayu special. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Just, uh, you know, keep your cell phones available to you. I'll throw one more thing out before we let everyone go. I've said it a couple times now, but uh, Luke Prokop came out um, as a uh, as an openly gay player. I just want to say good on him. And hopefully at one point in our lives or one point in our uh, in, in society and in when we the way we look at sports, I'm really hoping that um, – we don't need to see an announcement like this with, 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 with pro cop. Um, it should just be, you know, you love who you love. You like who you like you you're attracted to, who you're attracted to, and we don't need to have, uh, I'm not saying anything bad about it. So anyone that's, you know, feeling that way right now, I don't feel bad for him coming out and the way that it happened and the publicity and all that kind of stuff. I'm saying that I, I, I hope that one day in society that this is something that's more accepted and that it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be brought out by the NHL to say this player is gay. It can just be this guy is living his life as a gay athlete, and we can all we can all accept that. I'm just really happy to see the support that he got immediately, absolutely from the absolutely. hockey community. Yeah. So that to me, that as a, as a father, um, I like to see that. I like seeing that because having a child that has to deal with that kind of stigma for them to come out, that's a big deal and still is right now. I know it's 2021, but it still is a big deal. And the, uh, the fear of coming out to family members and friends is real. And like you said, hopefully someday it won't matter. That's right. So, uh, but good on the NHL, as yeah. I said, good on the NHL, yeah. good on to all the franchises uh, good to all the um, the players that have come out and shown support and everything, and and uh, and good on Luke. Um, hopefully, we'll see him in the league one one uh, one season. You know what? If we don't, you know, we'll we'll remember him for this for this reason, and and hopefully he helps. You know, many other um, uh, people that are in his that are in his um, in the same situation as him. Well, I'm just going to say being a defenseman picked by the Nashville Predators, who is known for developing yeah. defensemen yeah. and being six foot four, 215 pounds. Yeah. I have a pretty, it's a pretty safe bet. He's going to play in the NHL at least so. at some point. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, so thanks Luke for coming out. Thank you for being an example for everyone to follow. Uh, thank you for your, your courage. Um, and for our listeners, I want to thank you for listening. And uh, remember if you are talking about it, so are we. Have you ever needed a fragrance that matches your every social media post? Well, if you're on Twitter after dark and feel a little angry, you can wear Fire Perky. This fragrance is available on every social media site. Fire Perky. On every message board. Fire Perky. So when you need to smell like your social media accounts take a bath in. Fire Perky. You'll need no other fragrance.
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.